I believe confidence requires the ability to be humbled. I don't believe you can have true confidence without having skin in the game. You have to kind of admit that it's an insecurity. You have to admit that you're avoiding it. And then you have to proactively try not to avoid it. And, and when you do that, it'll probably go better than you think. And you'll start to build confidence in that arena. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of The Playbook Podcast. What's going on? I have some questions. Let's do it. Let's do them. Let's just, I'll do all of them and Alan will just kick them out of the room. Sounds good. Okay. Okay. How can I find my genius zone? How can you find your genius zone? I'm sure Alan will have a framework for this. I'm sure he does. I always say, look back into your past for things that you have been told you're very good at things that you love doing things that you'd be willing to do for free things that you feel are having a powerful, worthy impact on the world. You have to be honest with yourself. But to Alan's point, you also have to be able to put it out into the future a little bit. I never thought speaking, podcasting, coaching was any part of a genius zone for me because I didn't feel like I was a good speaker. I didn't think I was a good podcaster and I didn't know how to coach. Alan's back. But you, number one, you have to be very, very honest with yourself. We're talking about finding your genius zone, Alan. You have to be very, very honest with yourself and check in with your skills and look back into your past and say, what is what are the things that I've been commented on in terms of being good? What do I lose track of time when I'm doing? What would I be willing to do for free? What brings me joy? What brings me fulfillment? When do I feel the most aligned? And this is the, the simplest answer. Try a bunch of different stuff. You got to try a bunch of different stuff. I am so guilty of going to the same restaurant, eating the same food and wondering why I don't have a uh, expanded palate when it comes to eating. It's because I haven't tried enough stuff to figure out if I have a new favorite. So I would say try a bunch of different stuff. My answer to that short and sweet, <clears throat> what are you ridiculously good at? And it comes so natural. What, what comes so easy to you? Where, it feels too easy. It feels almost too easy. Uh, I was on the phone recently and I have two different clients that are looking to get investment and we went over their pitch deck and they're basically pitching to investors. And, and from my perspective, I understand what investors are looking for and it just feels so natural to me. Back in college, I did a bunch of business competitions and won many awards, blah, blah, blah. The point I'm making is it feels so easy that it's almost weird. It's like, this comes so easy to me. There's certain things that don't come easy to me at all. Uh, Bodybuilding is one of them. I'll be humble about this. Like strength training is very humbling for me. It, it doesn't feel like it comes easy to me. Whereas running, I can kind of tell like, yeah, this is my jam. I just have really long legs. So what comes really easy to you, I think is a really good indicator of your genius zone. What's the correlation between having either high or low confidence and being either high or low on the drive to five? Oh, goodness gracious. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. You can answer this one first. 
what's the correlation between having high or low confidence and where you are high or low on the drive to five? Excellent, excellent question. So first, let me explain the drive to five very quickly. The drive to five, there's a zero, a five, and a 10. A five is, is confident but humble. They know what they know, but they know they don't know everything. A 10 is someone who thinks they know everything and they don't even need a mentor. A zero is someone who thinks they know nothing and is too afraid to get a mentor or thinks they don't deserve a mentor. So if you're on the high end of drive to five, I believe that you are overly confident and you need humility. So if you take action, you'll most likely get humbled because you're, you'll think it's going to go better than it really does. The zeros, it's always going to go better than you thought it was going to go. So you got to take action and realize that. And the only way to stay at five, I think, is through massive action. I don't know if I answered the original question. Go ahead, Kev. I was just going to say, I don't, I think the correlation is personal. Some people who are high on the drive to five are arrogant. There's other people on the high end of the drive to five who are super insecure, but they're just masking it. There are some people that are low on the drive to five that are very, very capable, but they lack the belief to do it. I think it depends on the person. I think it depends on the person and their experiences. What I will say, and I'll just second what Alan said, action will either humble you greatly or it will put wind into your sails. And you have to determine what is the catalyst for you to take the action. Whether you're on the high end and you need somebody to challenge you and say, hey, I bet you you can't throw that football over those mountains, Uncle Rico. That's one way. Or you can find somebody to support you and say, hey, let's go to the mall together, using Amy as an example, and let's do some fear chasing. So figure out how to actually take action and then lean into that and you'll move closer to five. I don't necessarily know that there is a correlation. I think it depends on the person and their experiences. What if your lack of confidence is due to a trauma that you haven't been able to heal yet? Are there steps you'd recommend for this? Mm. Trauma creates an aversion in the subconscious. For example, after my car accident at 26, I avoided double yellow lines for a long time because I was on the wrong side of the road and my brain associated double yellow lines with danger. And so I kept getting pulled over. I got pulled over like two or three times being too far on the right side of the road and fortunately, I've said this many times, the cops were very kind to me. I said, I got in a bad car accident recently. I'm working through it. I'm sorry. I'm too far on the right side. As a matter of fact, I popped my tire a couple of times because there's stuff on the side of the road. So your subconscious will correlate trauma with, and, and usually the tendency is to avoid it completely. And so if you want to face that thing, you have to kind of admit that you're avoiding it. I'll give, I'll give an example uh, in my own life as well. Another one. Emilia believes that I avoid teaching mathematics because I tend to make other people feel unintelligent and it hurts the relationship. So math has always come extremely easy to me. Uh, and whenever I'm in my math part of my brain, I'm a little bit more cold and calculating and it makes other people feel smaller, I guess. And she thinks that it's hard for me to be mathematical and uh, to teach math because of two reasons. One, she thinks that it made other people insecure in my past. 
And there's actually a story I've told in the podcast about how I proved the statistics book wrong. The entire class, including the teacher, made fun of me. And then I brought the book to the, the I think, more intelligent teacher, and we proved it on the whiteboard, and I proved the statistics book wrong. And I was right, even though everyone else was like, you're 16 years old, you really think the textbook's wrong, Alan? So that trauma created an avoidance. The avoidance was, I don't like to teach math to people who are insecure about their intelligence because it triggers their insecurity and makes the relationship get hurt. So to answer the original question, you have to kind of admit that it's an insecurity. You have to admit that you're avoiding it, and then you have to proactively try not to avoid it. And and when you do that, it'll probably go better than you think, and you'll start to build confidence in that arena. A little exposure therapy, I think, is the answer after you. Or th- uh, therapy is always always my first answer. Go talk to somebody about it and dig deep into your subconscious, like Alan said. I think exposure therapy is the next step. I remember when I was playing, I think I was playing Farm League or Little League, the sun was in my eyes, somebody threw me a ball and I missed it and hit me right in the face and broke my nose and it was brutal, the worst pain ever, even though in retrospect it probably wasn't as bad as I thought it was. But for a long time, I was afraid anytime a ball would come and I had to put my glove in front of my face. So I like duck my head out all the time, start with slow pitches, start with tennis balls, start with slow pitches, work your way up to faster pitches and then you get to the point where you forget it even happened. I think any sort of personal trauma is a little bit different. There's probably a lot more work to do, but you have to start small and then continue exposing yourself to the things that scare you. Alan, who's going to who's gonna play you in the movie when when they have that scene of you questioning the textbook? Who would you like to play you in that movie, the movie of, of your life? You're funny, man. You actually want me to answer that? No, 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 no. We don't okay. have enough time. We don't have enough time. That would be, that's going to be a great scene, though. So, I appreciate you, brother. Tune in that's in funny. 25 years. Yeah, (laughs) could be up to two weeks. Hi, I'm Jennifer Hurwitz. So last year I wanted to quit everything. I wanted to throw in the towel. I wanted to hang up my microphone and Kevin said, no, Kevin said, keep going, Jen, you've got this. And oh my God, I'm going to cry. And I did. Um, Coaches need coaches, y'all. And working with Kevin has been one of the best experiences of my life. Oh my God, I'm crying. Kevin, you are the best. I could not do this without you. And um, thank you. Thank you for being you and the amazing human that you are. How do you re- re- rewrite hardcore wired beliefs that you are worthless no matter what you do? That is a, wow. a powerful, powerful question. I appreciate whoever had the courage to, to ask that. You have to understand that somebody implanted that in your brain. You just have to surround yourself with people who don't believe that, who are going to rewire that. That's all it is. It's just a new code. It's just a new code. You're, you're working on old software that somebody else uploaded that you don't necessarily have the ability to shift yet. You have to surround yourself with people who will help you break that limiting belief. Think of it this way, and I've seen this meme before online. If you, if you spend enough time around me, I will brainwash you into thinking anything is possible. Alan's done that with me to a drastic, drastic level. You've been brainwashed the wrong way. Spend time around people who will brainwash you in the right way, the empowering way. And I know brainwash can be a, a negative word, but spend time around people who can shift your beliefs in a positive manner so much so that you forget all of the BS that you've been taught for most of your life. 
that's it's the people, places, things, and ideas that you surround yourself with. <clears throat> yeah, excellent answer. Thank you. Sir. Uh, accurate thinking, accurate thinking, and data. So these people that wired a hard core belief that you aren't good enough, you have to look at evidence to the contrary, and you have to practice that. One of my clients who said, "I can't write." and now has 125 days straight, three paragraphs a day, every single day, now she has evidence to the contrary. So it, it rewires the belief. James Clear talks about this in his book, we're reading it in book club. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you believe you are. So if Kevin believed I can't be a podcaster, but then podcasted anyway, he believes a little bit more, I can be a podcaster. I can be a podcaster. I can be a podcaster. 150 episodes in, he said it crossed threshold and now he's like, I'm a podcaster and he actually embodies and feels that way. We were talking about this earlier. He says, I have to do it long enough to then believe it. Whereas I believe it long before I do it. And and it's just, you have to understand yourself. Are uh, Some people are able to fake confidence. How are you able to tell when someone is truly confident versus someone who fakes it? Well, that's a, That's a good one. Jeff, go ahead. Study their actions. Uh, someone who... Someone who doesn't follow it up with actual change. Someone who is not evolving with what they say. And you got to look at the track record. You just You just have to look at the track record. So, for example... I want to use me as an example in this because when I talked to Emilia and we decided we wanted to get our PhD in neuroscience, it's not like I'm just saying that. Now, I'm not 100% certain that I want to do that yet. That's brand new. But if you're going to believe somebody about that, believe someone who already got a bachelor's and a master's and who always reads books and who has studied neuroscience for decades versus someone just saying it. So you got to look at the body of work. If Leonardo DiCaprio comes to me and says, I'm going to crush it in this next movie, I'm going to be like, yeah, you are. Because I'm going to look at the evidence of the past. He's had so many amazing movies. Steven Spielberg, same deal. I'm going to, I'm going to have a blockbuster hit this year. Okay, Steven Spielberg. Yes, you absolutely are. Let's get on that train. Versus someone who's brand new just saying it. So you got to look at evidence. You got to look at and you got to look deeply too because okay, Kevin and I for example, if you looked at us 3 years ago, you would not necessarily know unless you looked very deeply how successful we might be. And this isn't about us, but it's about the principle. You have to look at the actual trajectory. You have to look at the past, you have to look at the president's pre, uh, presidents. You have to look at the past, you have to look at the present, and then you have to project it into the future. And I'll I'll I digress. I'll I'll answer with this very last point. I was with one of my main mentors over Christmas and he is uh, an investor and a CEO of a robotics company and he and I were talking business and there's certain factors of a healthy business and I could go through each of them. That's for another day. The point is, if you're going to invest in a company, you need to invest in a company that has a proven track record. If Elon Musk says he's going to do something, chances are he's going to do it. If Joe Schmo says he's going to colonize Mars, chances are that's just someone who's not confident, they're arrogant, and they're delusional, and they're full of it. 
So you kind of have to look deeper at their behavior. You have to look at their track record. You have to look at the past, the present, and then extrapolate the future. Don't invest in a company that doesn't have indicators of future success. I, in a, in a simpler form, I believe following confidence without action is a reckless decision. Early on, Alan and I, and I've told this before, but I want to frame it in this new way. Alan and I got a lot of pushback of, oh, you're going to be podcasters. Oh, you should do this different. This should be different. You shouldn't work together. Exactly zero of those people were podcasters that told us that. I struggle to take advice from people who aren't taking the actions I'm taking because that confidence oftentimes is arrogance. It, it can be it can be arrogance, not because somebody is intentionally being arrogant. It's because if you've never been in front of the microphone, you don't have the action required to give you the humility to say, yeah, honestly, that's way harder than I thought it would be. Alan and I had that today. Alan's got new equipment. We spent a lot of time doing that, catching up on business. That's very humbling. So I believe confidence requires the ability to be humbled. I don't believe you can have true confidence without having skin in the game. I, I believe that if you're not taking part in the advice that you're giving, that person probably isn't confident. They, they, how can you confidently say your podcast should be this way if you're not doing it? So I think you have to lead by example. Very similar to what Alan said. Confidence without action turns into arrogance because you don't have the checks and balances. You don't have the ability to be humbled. You don't have the ability to be humiliated. That's a whole nother thing. And we've talked about Alan doing his fitness show where he thought he would win and he didn't end up winning. Luckily, Alan used that as a positive. But Alan, I was giving Alan feedback at the time and I said, Alan, I've already done a fitness show. I know you're going to lose. I know you're not going to win. You haven't done it right. And Alan said, well, I think I will. And then he didn't, but he won his next show. I had already taken action. So I was confident in the fact that Alan was going to get the result he was going to get. And I ended up being right. And that doesn't matter. But I believe it does require action. No action, no confidence. 30 seconds. My girlfriend, Emilia, was about to start a podcast, the Why Power Podcast. Someone in her life said, there's no money in podcasting. Ah, yes. Two days later, Joe Rogan sells his podcast to Spotify for $100 million. There's not no money in podcasting. Whoever said that it doesn't have the awareness to make a statement like that. It's not true. It's not based on data. It's not based on truth. It's not based on fact. This person's never done a podcast in their entire life. They were just saying something that they believed based on no evidence. So uh, that's another thing as well. Next Level Nation, it is 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. As you can see below... Amy, Amy's reading feverishly. Group five of Next Level U group coaching starts January 4th. We are only doing one of these a quarter, so if you miss this one, you have to wait until April. And we all, Alan and I including, uh, included, I'm sure, set New Year's goals. We set resolutions. We set intentions. Turn your resolutions into results. That's what we're going to be doing with this group coaching. Make 2022 the best year of your life. The only thing that's going to change your life is you, and Alan and I would love to help you do it. What could your life be if you got around 10 next level people and tracked your habits daily and had accountability based on the group? Remember when you were on a sports team and you were on fire and you were rocking and rolling and you were in shape and you were crushing your goals and you were exercising consistently? That's what we've replicated here. Join us in group coaching. We're only doing once 
one every quarter. We will not be opening another one until April. We will not be taking any more than 10 people. It's designed and engineered specifically to be a tight-knit group of people that can really get to know each other at a deep level and hold each other accountable. For those of you who joined us live, we appreciate you. Grateful for all of you. If you didn't, uh, you are more than welcome to join us live every single Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As always at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We love you all, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Amy. Welcome. Please reach out. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, as always, for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.